Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the count. Hey, everybody. We've got a very special, special guest today. We have our resident vagine expert, Tumblr and Twitter extraordinaire, the one and only goddess, Dulcetry. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) He should add in some applause. (laughs) Golf club. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, we just ate a lot of barbecue. Empty bladdered. Yeah. We got at least 30 minutes to record before we have to pee again. (laughs) (laughs) The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended, eat a dick. I'm in Atlanta right now for a conference, and uh, we just decided to have a date and a slumber party. What do you think about Atlanta? I love it. It's uh, it's beautiful. It smells good. <laughs> it's clean. Uh, people are nice. There's trumpets outside. And there's a lot of sexy black people here. There are. Yeah. We don't have very many black people in the small town we live in. It's just Kervin. <laughs> Kervin's, Kervin. Kervin's like the blackest one in my town. <laughs> <laughs> they look at him at the grocery store. They're like, oh... You must be someone's nice gardener. (laughs) (laughs) Raul. Yeah, people can never figure out if, because we don't have Dominican people there. Oh, really? They don't even know what that is. No. And so people can, they kind of look at him like they're trying to figure out if he's like Puerto Rican or. Does anybody think he's Filipino? No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Or like Pacific Islander? No, no, never gotten that. You guys haven't met in person, right? No. He and not mm-hmm. Okay, because he mm-hmm. went to, uh, I'm like, he and I, he went to a couple of tweet-ups oh, back no, no. when they were in New York. Yeah. So he has met a lot of people from the internet that I haven't met yet. Yeah, no, I never met him. Yeah. No. When are you going to come to California? Next year. Yes. We have an extra yep. bedroom, but we moved the futon into our room, which is perfect. What about the, the big... Uh... <laughs> The love sack. Yeah. So we moved the love sack into the living room because I want to be able to watch TV on it, <laughs> and I couldn't do that in you our room. You still use it? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like a big cloud. You just, like, it lay doesn't... on it. Sometimes yeah. you got to get up and maneuver it because yeah. you kind of... What's it full of? It's full of, like, chunks of what feel like memory foam, oh. like blocks. Kind of like a bean bag, but more comfortable. You could definitely sleep on it. Do the pets use it? Definitely. Yeah, Yeah, they're starting to. The dog used to, but the dog gets, she gets a little crazy about stuff. I think we should talk about either vaginas or like women's health. Something, something you know lots about. Okay. There's a lot to talk about vaginas. I know. What do you think about the girl that ran that marathon with on her period without a tampon in? I didn't actually read anything. I just yeah. kind of like heard whispers of it. But I think that's awesome. Yeah? I think go her. It's kind of like letting your nose snot out. I mean, it's a little gross in that and respect. not wiping it. Yeah, like letting snot come out and not wiping it. 
I kind of put it on par with that. So that's why I think it's kind of gross, but not because it's become, coming oh, yeah, out of yeah, her yeah. vagina. Yeah. What do you think? I think all I think about is chafing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be really it's, sticky. Yeah. Like, anytime I've ever, like, started my period and been like, oh, shit, I can't find a tampon, <clears throat> you know, if it builds up, like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? You, it doesn't just, like, it's not like tears. <laughs> You know, you got to, like, use a baby wipe or something. You know what? But I've never run a marathon, let alone a marathon on my period. I definitely so. haven't either. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed with with that. I Yeah, I love vaginas. Yeah. I think they're great. I think a lot of people do. I think they're incredible. I think a lot of people don't know what a vagina is. Tell the people what the vagina is. The vagina is the inside. Yep. Basically. So when you're looking at a woman, you don't see her vagina. Right. You're see, you're looking at the Unless vulva. she has like a, a speculum in her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then you can visualize the vagina. So have you... <laughs> so here's my, my experience with speculums is I've only been around speculums in the medical sense. I've only inserted a speculum in the medical sense. So there's another way to use... Oh, you mean like sexually people use them? Um, Yeah. Wow. So I went into one of those, um, like sex shops and like head shops. They, we were actually, I was with my girlfriend in DC and we were looking for pieces because we were trying to get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> and we go in because there's nowhere was, in DC. It was like one shop that sold all of them. <clears throat> well, we were looking for the, for a head shop, but so we were thinking, hey, a sex shop may have, because that's how it is here in Georgia. In California, if yeah. you like next, like if there's a smoke shop, like where you buy cigarettes, yeah, it's full of pipes and bongs. Yeah, yeah like yeah. It, you don't have to go well, to like we, a special. store. We couldn't find a smoke shop. Yeah. there it was weird. But like I've even like the DC. mini marts, like a lot of times here too. Yeah, they'll have they'll, they'll sell really great ones. Yeah, cheap so, too. Yeah, so we couldn't find any there in DC. I don't know why. Yeah, you would think DC would yeah. be plenty. But, uh, so we went to, we found, we Googled a sex shop and we went into the sh- sex shop and there was like all the typical shit, like dildos right. and like, like cheesy, like edible panties. Ugh. And then like we go into the section and there's this display case with all this metal shit. And I'm like, oh, what is that? And I look at it and it's all medical supplies. What? For like fetish. So- and there, and there was a speculum. And the speculum was Did on. you ask them? Well, it was a fucking speculum, and it was, like, for $150, there was But did you it. ask them, like, to go into detail about what, like, what do you, I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's for, How is that used? Like, obviously, you insert it and open it I don't up, know. but then what? Roll do you then, like, put stuff in it, and then? Like what? Marbles? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like I roll have, dice and stuff? I don't know, <laughs> but my first thought was like I could be making really good money off of my. Well, they don't cost that much, do they? Well, this is a metal one. Oh, you don't use metal ones. A lot of places use. Oh like, yeah, now the, they use the disposable, disposable ones. Right, but I've been to places where they use metal ones. My so first I was like shit. If I could fit one in my back pocket, that's one hundred and fifty dollars. My I'm a bad medical professional. <laughs> <laughs> first. <laughs> First gynecologist, that office that I went to was amazing. They had um, 
metal speculums and they kept them on a warmer. Mm. So it was like, and we had cl- like real cloth gowns. Like, so you'd come in, it was like... California? No, this was in Oregon. Oh. It's like a robe? I know. Like, you felt like... Well, it was a gown, but it was like soft cloth. It wasn't like the shitty, you know, paper towels they give you. And then, yeah, they were... uh, I was... I I started going young. I went at 15. You know, I mean, I I don't know what's young anymore. Maybe people... Mm -hmm. That's typical for people. But (laughs) I went at 15, and so I was terrified, you know. And I remember... I'll never forget, and this is just goes to show you how important it is, the kind of stuff that you do. And I want to say that she was a nurse practitioner who was my first gynecologist. Mm -hmm. She made me feel really comfortable. The equipment was all comfortable. And then she actually asked me questions about, like, like sex. Like, Mm -hmm. she was – I was getting birth control because I was planning on having sex. I started pretty young. And um, my mom took me, and I was glad that she did and that we could talk about that stuff. The the gynecologist asked me if – if I ever have pain with sex and what positions I usually use and, like, is there mm-hmm. anything I – and I just remember feeling, like, so relieved that it wasn't a shameful process, that I didn't feel like she was thinking I was slutty for yeah. going – you know, it was, like, it felt like a very safe and warm environment. Yeah. It was, like, that's the kind of way – you know, because going to any kind of doctor or health professional is stressful enough. Mm-hmm, you know, you sure. add sex and vaginas into the mix and people yeah. really start to get freaked yeah, out. Yeah, I don't, I've always, I've never felt that comfortable with a provider. Mm-hmm. But then on the opposite end, I've had patients tell me just insanely personal details. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, is it me? Or is <laughs> you, you telling everyone? I have that happen a lot actually in the hospital. Yeah. I had a. Uh, well, I can't go into detail, of course, but I, I remember after someone telling me something really personal, he was like, wow, you didn't even ask me any of that yeah. stuff. He's like, you must just have one of those those faces or something. He's like, I feel like I can tell you something. You're not going to judge me. And I was like, I'm not judging you. Like, I'm, I'm really glad that you felt like you could tell me and you yeah. feel safe here. It must be. Not everybody. No, not everybody has experience with that. No. I imagine. No. But that happens to me, like, in public. Like, people yeah. will just, you know, I'll start talking to them and then they'll start telling me shit. And I'm like, wow, I must have a trustworthy face. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the biggest misconception or thing that you wish that people knew either about sex or birth control or women's health that isn't readily available or that people have, like, the wrong idea about? About about sex and birth control in general. Anything like that that you're just like, like you see it on, like I know when I see certain things, I'm like, that's not right. Yeah. You know, you know, like when people say stomach flu. Yeah. <laughs> that drives me crazy. <laughs> I just think so many women are afraid of, of birth control, period. Really? Of And I know we were talking about this earlier, but as far as hormones oh, or anything... Yeah. I mean, they they don't want to introduce anything into their systems, and not necessarily because they've looked into it and they right. researched it, but it just they they you know what they don't know, they're nervous about. Yeah, and I'm fear always the unknown. Yeah, I'm always surprised at how little people know because right. a lot of things that we think are common sense are not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, and then I see a lot of teenagers too that think that you can't get STDs with with anything except sex. Oh wow! So yeah, like blowjobs. Yeah, and... blowjobs and wow, and all that. And like, are a lot of them doing anal? I don't. I haven't had a lot of anal discussions yet. Do you ask them that? You know, we don't. Because that, I would think that that would be part of like the intake mm-hmm. questions, like what type of intercourse you're having. Because yeah. it does open you up, I would imagine, to <clears throat> more uh, risk for infection. Yeah. I remember learning in uh, one of my classes, people talking about at their school, um, it was a very Catholic school, and the girls would have anal sex because they didn't believe that was having sex before marriage. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. I would I would remain an anal virgin. I still am an angel virgin. <laughs> I you know I gave get, it away with um, my past tense wood. I know, right? <laughs> we all know she likes it in the butt now. <laughs> in junior high, I remember thinking you could get pregnant from oral sex. So like I thought the sperm could travel. Oh, yeah? But I wasn't having oral sex at the time, so that was probably good. Here's a funny story about oral sex. When I was too young to even know what oral sex or masturbation was, <laughs> I I was jerking off, like, from a really young age. <laughs> I was, too. Yeah. I, like, before I knew what it was. Definitely before I knew what it so was. So I was reading Seventeen Magazine one day. <laughs> I must have been like 10 or 11, and I was reading a story about STDs and oral sex, and I freaked this shit out because I thought, I was like, what's oral sex? Maybe that's what I'm doing. Oh, no. And I was so scared I was going to give myself an STD. (laughs) That's awesome. And I, like, looked up, you know, oral sex. This was, like, before the internet. We didn't have the internet. Yes, exactly. There was no oral sex. Did you look up in the dictionary? Yes, but there's no oral sex in the dictionary. (laughs) There's only oral. And it's, like. That's where my mind would have gone, too. Yeah, and it's, like, having to do with mouth. And I'm, like, I have a mouth. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So that was good. Did you have orgasms when you were young? Yeah. Me too. I don't know. I, I don't know how. I don't know what ever made me think like, I, I think some children are just more prone to being yeah. more sexual because yeah. I certainly never had exposure to any kind of pornography or mm-hmm. anything like that. No one ever touched me inappropriately that I recall. Yeah. <laughs> you know how <laughs> you know, many therapists have so asked funny. me if I've been sexually abused? Really? Yeah. See, I've never been to a therapist, but I'm sure oh. I'd be asked. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because based on apparently my symptoms from, you know, such a young age and the, yeah. the things that I – type of uh, behaviors I was like, displaying were like really – they were like uh, 95% of the people that do what you do yeah. have been sexually abused. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure I wasn't. Yeah. Like, I certainly don't feel like I'm suppressing anything, but I guess it's possible. No, I, I I can see that. Not with you, but, like, with me, too. Yeah. Like, I, w- I was really, uh, especially in college, mm-hmm. I was really promiscuous and, like, in a very dysfunctional way. Mm-hmm. And for no real reason that I know of, like, it just started happening and I kind of just would get this. It was definitely tied to my self-worth and, you know, a sense of control and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's amazing that I never got any diseases. It is amazing, though, because... Like, it's really... 
I don't know how it happened. Yeah. Well, and you know, in my head, I always, I still think of like STIs and STDs like, wow, it, you know, if I were to contract one, which I'm married, which hopefully wouldn't happen. <laughs> you never know. There would be a really yeah. long discussion about but, that. Yeah, but I would still be so shocked. But people are so nonchalant with it now. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I had chlamydia. Yeah, so 2013, yeah. 2014. So with your history, and mine's kind of like I had a pretty busy year at one point. A <laughs> <laughs> busy year. I like it. <laughs> He's not going to know about this podcast. No, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know what the internet is. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't know any of your friends is what you're no. saying. <laughs> Do you, but does he know you're on the internet extensively? Oh, yeah, 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 So yeah. he knows you have Twitter and Yeah, Tumblr he and knows everything. about all my accounts. He doesn't have a Twitter account, but, I mean, he knows of my name and, like... And he doesn't ever go check it out, you think? I'm sure he does. He has, um, he has like, an Instagram, but he never... Post on it, yeah, but I, I know he my looks at my shit. Okay. Yeah, because he'll say, like, here he is, nice picture. <laughs> hey, I heard you were feeling down. <laughs> <laughs> the internet told me. Um, what was I saying? You were oh, saying you had okay, a busy year. Okay, so, yeah, so I can, you know, I can relate to you on that. So, do you ever meet somebody and they happen to mention that, like, their sexual partner count is, like, two or three, and you're like, really? Yeah. Like, Why? Well, like how, right? <laughs> yeah, it kind of blows my mind, and it makes me think, like, am I weird, or are they weird, or are yeah. none of us weird? Especially anybody, like, less like less than five. Yeah. I'm like, what? I, I honestly, I don't know how many people I've slept with. Um, I think that's fine. I think that's good. I think it's fine, too. And um, I pretty much stopped counting <laughs> after t- 10 or 15. Okay. And then because it does get it gets fucking that and it's kind of, it gets hazy like it's it's yeah there's a ballpark yeah but it's not like I don't know I and I really don't feel like I was like if we were talking about oral sex mm-hmm. shit <laughs> is that a higher number way higher that's really great because that <laughs> is it yeah it fucking is <laughs> I would say. And I may have him edit this out, and I hope he's not. He always says that he loves like. Kervin's gonna be like editing this on the and making an algorithm and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make a flow chart. Um, I would say oral sex is probably closer to a hundred. Wow, <laughs> I'm I could not. I've be never told anybody right that. Now. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But on the giving or receiving or mutual? Only giving. Okay. Yeah, I was, that was like my control thing. Like I would, um, you know, I would kind of like have these conquests and I'm like, I'm going to blow that guy. And then I would. Yeah. (laughs) And then they would try and reciprocate and I'd be like, nah, son, I'm good. Yeah, because that was like very intimate, you know. I didn't, I almost never would let guys go down on me unless we were like in a serious relationship. I also doubt that many men know what they're doing down there. Most do not. Isn't that amazing? Well, I can see how it would be. It's a lot more going on down there. It's a lot more complicated. And I think that, but I think it's less about the equipment and more about reading bodily cues. Right. And I think that that's why um, maybe women are a little bit, better at that type of stuff because 
so much of our communication is nonverbal mm-hmm. and you know, there's certainly men who are, are astute at that stuff, but men in general, I think have to be more told more forthrightly mm-hmm. feelings or desires or yeah, anything just in general, not yeah. even sexually. So I think women are used to picking up cues about a lot of things in their environment that when it comes to sex, like we're more, we're more in tune with what the other one is maybe wanting or needing. And I remember being with guys and I'm just like, like, how do you not know I'm not feeling this? Like, and they're like, Oh yeah. They're like doing the same move for five minutes. And I'm like, (laughs) can we move on? Like, (laughs) you know, you, you move your body a certain way and you make noises a certain way. You think that they're going to pick up on it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they need, Explicit direction. Yeah. But I think that most women, you They're know. They're like white people when they listen to rap music. <laughs> they need, like, they directions need... on how to dance. <laughs> Hands in the air. Right? <laughs> we like those songs. They I tell fucking us what to do. love those songs. The Cupid Shuffle is my favorite song. Because I know exactly, I know exactly what to exactly fucking what do. Doing. I'm not doing an out-of-style dance anymore. But, you know, what's interesting after having... Um, such extensive history uh, with giving oral sex. Men are, are quite different in what they like, too. Really? Which is something, you know, I think we, I mean, I'm guilty of being like, you know, you can make a man come pretty easily. <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't take that much effort. But yeah, certainly some guys are a lot more, you know, into the balls. Or, like, you know, slower, faster, oh, harder, really? softer type stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's like some, you know, it's like the guys who just want to, like, you know, and you're like, yeah. whoa. And then other guys, like, really want to make love. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like that. <laughs> Ball slapping. <laughs> oh, here's something I want people to know. Tell me. <laughs> um, that sex is not like a porn. Oh, yeah, no, not even a little bit. And and, and things that are glorified in porn. Yeah. It pisses me off. Yeah. Specifically on the, well, on the female end. Right. Especially when. I would agree. Yeah. It is tough to come across a porn where um, women aren't at least alluded to some kind of violence or degradation. Yeah. You know, even if you're in like into kind of like a you know I don't know what normal porn is, but you know nothing like super kinky going mm-hmm. on. They almost always still end by like coming all over her face. Here, yeah, which you know sometimes is fun on occasion. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm not gonna shit on that. But for but the most part, like that's yeah. not like you know. I would be curious to know like how much jerking off on a woman's face was going on before porn. Yeah, made it the versus norm. after. Right. Yeah, that would be interesting. Like, survey. I was listening to an, men. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you come on someone's face before you saw it in a porn? <laughs> I was listening to an audiobook, this fiction book, a few weeks ago, and it was talking about this crime. It was like a murder that happened back in, I think, the 1930s. And they were describing this whole scene about how this guy attacked this woman and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, 
then they started talking about how, and then he asked her to do something so vulgar. And they were like going on and on about this thing. And I'm like, what, anal? Like, what's it going? <laughs> and they were f- referring to oral sex. Like the woman was so, like they couldn't even talk about was it. Was this a 1930s book? or it was No, it was, a, it was just talking about a oh, crime that had oh. happened then. But the way they like talked the whole thing up was like, <clears throat> he asked her something so filthy and, <laughs> and degrading that she... Just collapsed and you know, you know, it was like it was so dramatic, and I was like, I was like, were they really talking about anal back then? And then the guy eventually said, you know, they were talking about oral sex, and I was like, so people were having oral sex in the 1930s? I find that hard to believe. Like for hundreds of years, people have been like having every kind of sex. They have, yeah, but I, I, you know, it's still. I don't watch Game of Thrones religiously. But I watched that we watched the first yeah. whatever three years. So this shows season. like that, it's still weird to see people like having freaky deaky sex. Like with their brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, that I listened to the book also, uh Come As You Are. Have you read that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's such a good book. Is it a fiction or like No, it's a-, a it's a nonfiction about mm-hmm. um uh it's it's geared towards women, but it's about sexual health and, like, mm-hmm. how... Um, I started listening to it because I go through... I guess it would be phases, like, you know, sometimes I just, like, never feel like having sex. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I do. And I wondered, you know, for my age, am I, like, having, like, a low sex drive and all this stuff? And so I found this book kind of in, in search of, like, you know, do I have something going on hormonally or what? Mm-hmm. And... She talks about all sorts of things, but it's, I learned more from that book about anatomy and sexuality than I have of anything I ever learned in all of nursing wow. school. Yeah. The, the coolest part was that the basic message of all of it was everything is normal. Like mm-hmm. whatever you're experiencing, whatever, you know, whatever is normal for you is normal. There mm-hmm. is no, normal when it comes to sex like and there's no real thing such as sex drive she Mm -hmm. said you know like the components that go into desire and all of that stuff it's not a drive like hunger is Mm -hmm. you know it's it's all about context and that made me feel a lot better like I'm not you know weird if I go through periods where because of the things that uh, put on the brakes, so to speak, mm-hmm. things like stress and um, fatigue and all of that stuff put on the brakes when it comes to your sexual appetite and, you know, that overwhelms the gas, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So even if you are feeling desire, those things shut it down because it's yeah. just your body can't get into it. Your mind can't get into it. So it was a really – it was a great read. But one thing that I I definitely didn't know about and that I thought was a really interesting misconception is something called arousal Mm non-concordance, which I had never heard of. But the idea that if a woman is wet, she's horny and ready for sex. And if she's not, she's not. Mm -hmm. And the fact that those things like have nothing, almost nothing to do with one another. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so cool because... You know, there will be times when you feel really ready for sex, but you're not. Uh Like, it's looked at down upon to use, like, lubrication Uh because that you're not turned on enough or something. Or, 
you're like, why am I wet? I'm like fucking working right now. Like I'm definitely not aroused. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was so cool because that's so pervasive in our culture of this, this idea. Oh, I got her so wet. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's the first thing that, that you hear. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine getting that kind of advice and that kind of information before you start having sex. Yeah. What would that do to a person? I mean, what... Well, it does. I mean, mean, it would... Oh, you mean getting the right information? Right, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that book and and Trisha... I'm Trisha, or she now she's now Brownie Batterfly. She wrote about this book uh, Mm -hmm. a few days ago because she had also read it, and she was saying it should be required reading for men and women. Yeah, Yeah. I because I told I had posted about it a couple months ago, and she's like, I read that book. It was one of the best books Mm -hmm. I read about um, sex, and it is. It's one of those everything. I was like, Kervin, you got to listen to this. It's it's stuff that I never had any idea about, and it's so simple when you. When the way that she breaks it down and uh, even the male, female, like how we're all the same parts just arranged differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you don't think about it like that. It's just, it was it was really cool. Very informative and very easy to digest even for, mm-hmm. you know, non-health professionals because a lot of the reading is super dry when yeah. it comes to that sounds, research. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, yeah, I wish like... Any of that stuff would be available mm-hmm. either before sex or like now when people are having sex mm-hmm. and, you know, as adults to not feel weird. But why? Anything. Yeah. But then it makes you question why, why do we nickname it sexual education? When we don't get any information. When we get no information. We get no information about that. We don't give any information to girls about not being ashamed or like when actually they, enjoying sex or actually enjoying sex. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much the only message we ever got in sex ed was like, if you have sex, you can get diseases and mm-hmm. here are pictures of all the gross diseases. Yeah. You can get. That's their staple. That's their yeah. favorite thing to do is show you pictures. And of, in other schools, STDs. you know, like abstinence teaching mm-hmm. like that works super well. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like prohibition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They talk about abstinence-only education in the in the South, but when I grew up, I mean, I grew up here in Georgia, and we got we got sexual education, but yeah, just that same sad. kind where it was like they yeah. don't really give you information yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you grow up with people who are confused about sex, and mm-hmm. it makes sense, you know, unless you really are out there looking for the information. <laughs> like ten year old me that thought <laughs> she was. <laughs> Giving herself the clap. <laughs> oh my god, do I have I HIV? have the clap. <laughs> Can you imagine if you went up to your mom and you're like, um, I think I need to go get tested for STDs? <laughs> Are your parents like con- really conservative? Did they ever talk to you about sex? No, so this is the ironic thing. My mother, she had me when she was 17. Oh, wow. But I never got a sex talk. I never got a talk on safe sex or what happens, and I don't remember any of that. I remember asking um, one of my older cousins, actually, when I was younger, because I was watching Jerry Springer (laughs) after school, 
And they were handing out condoms, and then I asked her, I said, what's a condom? And she she didn't tell me. Oh, no. I know. Yeah, I don't, my parents never talked to me about sex yeah. either, and we had a really open, honest yeah. talk about Yeah, they never talked everything. to you about any kind of, no. any. They, she just took me to go talk to the gynecologist. Okay. Well, that's I mean, good. at least that's that I remember. Step, yeah. yeah. Like, it was definitely, like, mm-hmm. okay, but... Um, I haven't... My, my son is eight years old, and I haven't had an explicit sex talk with him. But I definitely... I plan on it when the time yeah. is right. I don't care if it's me or Do you talk to him about uh, masturbation at all? I haven't spoken to him about masturbation. I've talked to him about reproduction and how babies are made and how mm-hmm. they grow. Okay. And he knows, you know, he knows the different body parts between a, a woman and a man. That's good. Which typically stems from him asking me. That's good. Yeah, he will he he'll ask me. He asks a lot of questions. He's 8. But I find it that, you know, how could I how could I not answer his questions? Right. <laughs> but I've had um like acquaintances come up to me when they learn what I do for a living or what I planned on doing for a living up until recently. And, um, you know, their daughters will, are always interested in bait, you know, it's babies. And then they'll, you know, pull me aside and say, Oh, you know, don't tell her too much. She thinks that babies come out of the stomach. (laughs) And I had this happen to me and it was somebody's, um, daughter that I'm a, a family friend and she was 11. What? 11. I'm like, your your child doesn't know that this could be happening to her. She's probably on her period. Wow. So that's... That blows my mind. It blows my fucking mind. Like, your child should know at least where a baby comes out of. Especially at that age. Yeah. <laughs> when they're about to start menstruating. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is a real, actual risk. Yeah. You know, this is... Exactly, yeah. I think it's cool now. They have, like, all these, like, kits and Do stuff they? for um, your first period. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, no. they make, like, these whole... Where That's did I so hear awesome. about this? Somewhere. That, that books that talk about mm. your body and, like, little, you know, pads and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it's like a little gift set. Kind of like... I think that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how I learned about periods? Tell me. <laughs> you had it? <laughs> Even better. Um, and Frank. <laughs> it just almost spit out my vodka everywhere. Like you were reading the diary of Anne Frank? Yeah, I was reading the diary of Anne Frank. She talks about getting her period in that book. Wow. So after I read that book, I think it was like in the sixth grade, and I ended up getting my period in the seventh grade. Like wow. Summer of seventh grade. <laughs> I was obsessed with checking my panties for right? my period me, blood. Me, I was too. I was like, when the fuck is it going to get yeah, here? Yeah, we couldn't wait for it to happen. Anne because Frank had her like, period. Why can't I? <laughs> that, that, that is one of the most... Oddly offensive sounding tweets. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, but so, yeah, my mom never talked to me about any of that. It's fucking weird because, like I said, she had me at 17. But she was like, no, I think my daughter will be fine without this information. <laughs> let's, let's see how far she gets. So there it is. What have we learned? I don't know about you guys, but the fact that sex is nothing like it is in porn, that shit blew my fucking mind. (laughs) 
Join us again next time for this marvelous mundane bullshit right here on Joint Accounts, motherfucker. Don't forget, you can send your comments, questions, and confessions to jointaccounts.tumblr.com. Let us know what the deal is, anonymously or non-anonymously. We want to hear from you. Also, curvinandmegan at gmail.com. That's K-E-R-V-I-N-A-N-D. M-E-G-A-N at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know what you're thinking. Interact with us. Let us know you love us. Let us know you hate us. Let us know you don't give a fuck. It's all good. I love you. You motherfuckers, stay black. Don't let them change you. This evening's entertainment.